When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 74 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Proud to be presented by Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? I'm Johnny Cullen, back from a lengthily, a lengthily, a, length, a lengthy delay. Uh, joined alongside Dwayne Slayall, as always, and producer Steve. How are we doing, fellas? Doing good, doing good. Dwayne, I think you're muted. So we have I, am, I am muted. Uh, yeah, that no, that is the word is lengthy, not lengthily, lengthy. Uh, I was actually yelling it as uh, we were sitting here uh, <laughs> muted. So. Feels good to be back. We, we are here live uh, right before game five of the Sabres season. That, that sees us sitting, boys, where I don't think record-wise we thought we'd be. Three and one coming off a loss to the Bruins um, where, you know, you know, looking back at the game, guys, I, I, you know, obviously not thrilled with the result, but, um, you know, outside of that early mistake from Darlene, which Dwayne, me and you were talking about, um, you know, you never want to go down early, especially against a veteran team like that. Um, And if you guys don't mind, I'd like to break that down really quickly to start off. Um, We get ourselves in trouble. Darlene uh, goes to Butcher. Butcher goes right back to Darlene. As a lefty right there, uh, and the one camera angle, you can see we have a winger, High up on the half wall, and and Bob Bugner said it best: when in doubt, glassing out. You just throw that puck up up your forehand. Take the simple play. You know you heard Razor talk about on the broadcast that you know Bergeron or sorry, um, Marshawn didn't you know pressure the first time, pressure the second time. But you know you can't put yourself in that spot, especially if you're the franchise top pair defenseman, right? That's an avoidable play. You put yourself in a hole early against a great team, guys. And uh, I think when you see, and going back to the three wins we've had, we've, we've had early success and, and had a nice bounce back shift after that, but, you know, couldn't find a way to get one home until, what, five minutes left in the game? Yeah, no, I think so. Wrong. It was that one power play goal. I mean, it, it, no, you're not wrong. It was. It, go ahead. No, one of the things that stuck out to me the most in this game was you didn't look out of place, right, Carl? We we didn't look out of place. I mean, I think the biggest difference between both teams, and I don't think I'm being rude by saying this, is, you know, one team had elite-level talent and the other team didn't. I think that's what the difference is. There wasn't for a lack of trying. It wasn't for a lack of being prepared because every single game so far this team has come out, like they're shot out of a cannon, ready to play. Uh, Granado has them prepared, which is something that we're not used to seeing over the last couple of years. And, you know, it wasn't, again, it wasn't uh, effort had nothing to do with this. Uh, you know, systems had nothing to do with this. At the end of the day, you have elite talent on one side, making great, great plays for their team. And we just, we just lack that right now. And, and, and you've seen, well said, and, and you've seen it in this team, the way we're going to win hockey games, it isn't with that elite level talent. It is with a full 60 minute effort, Pardon the cliches, but that's what this team is. 
um, until we get things sorted out with Eichel or, or we, you know, see our, our young guns and, and cousins and, and you know, a, a guy like Skinner getting back to where he was or Middlestad take that next step is, is going to be winning games the old-fashioned way, uh, for lack of a better term. And, you know, we were just talking about it off air, Steve. Um, love, to, love to see what's going on in the pipeline. Um, you know, you have Paterka. That had a great showing today. Him and Quinn had a couple. Um, and then who was the other one that got the goal there, Steve? Uh, we had a goal from the uh, the king of flow himself, Mr. Linus Weisbach. I love Mr. that. Mr. Weisbach ripped the right. uh, fifth goal for the Amherst this afternoon, which as of this second is actually six goals in favor of our boys in Rochester. So that's a 6-3 win, 6-3 lead over the Marlies with about, Seven minutes left to play. Oh my goodness! Almost seven goals just right there. Holy moly! Jeez Gotta Louise! Love it, I love, love it. it. Hey, and I liked Paterka's camp. I, I liked him in World Juniors two years ago. Um, I like to see the development out of Quinn. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what Granado and Adams' plan is for them. Um, but moving on to tonight, guys. Dwayne, your thoughts heading in tonight? Um, one quick note: we do have an NHL debut. Uh, and we'd be remiss as a goal, two goalies, one Mike, in the name of our title of our show. We didn't talk about Nico Dawes getting the start tonight, his first NHL game. Um, you know, you got to think about what's going through his head. He did play in the Ontario Hockey League, um, as Dwayne knows that I'm a alumni of. Uh, Wait, you played for the O? You played in the O, dude? I didn't know. Um, no here's the cool thing. He's dual citizen, Canadian and German, decided to play for Canada at the World Juniors. Uh, wasn't their starter, but, you know, anyways, getting to represent your country at the U-20 tournament, always always a big deal. Uh, one goalie of the year, I think, that, that year in the OHL, uh, maybe the whole CHL. He's a guy with a lot of talent. Um, it brings up an interesting storyline with, with the Devils goaltending. You see they have Wedgwood backing him up tonight. Uh, but what is it? Mackenzie Blackwood not able to travel to some games uh, due to him, his refusal to take the shot um, and get the vaccine. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens to them down the line. Another interesting note, no Jack Hughes. Dwayne, what does that do to that team? Because he was so fun to watch last year. Hughes was. And, and being an American hockey fan, um, hate to see him on the sideline. Uh, tonight, like to see him not on the ice, but it's um it's 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 tough to have a player of his caliber not in the lineup. No, it is, man. But you know, as a saber, as a hockey fan, you want to see Jack Hughes play because you want to play against the best, right? But as a Sabres fan, I mean, hey, this team, as we mentioned earlier, it there is a big lack of talent uh, when you put when you go head to head with a lot of other teams, even even the teams that are expected to finish in the bottom league with us, guys, teams like Vancouver and Arizona, those they still have in some shape or form, higher level talent. And we, we have a lot of guys on, you know, either entry level deals, making one year, $750,000. 750, baby. Yeah. The 750 club. Right. Uh, it's, you know, so, you know, I'll take games like this where I can get them against a rookie goaltender against a, a Jack Hughesless uh, New Jersey devils team. Let's go fire me up. You know, let's try and go four and one here. Right. Like um, I'll take these wins when we can get them because honestly, I don't think I'm, being out of line here saying that what they've done so far, I don't think it's very sustainable. Um, eventually, like Craig Anderson's 40 years old, as good as he's played for us, he's going to run into a wall here and there. You know what I mean? Like, And then your backup option is Dustin Tukarski. Yeah. Nothing against him. He's like an ECHL, AHL level. You're going to need wins out of Tukarski if this is going to yeah. be sustainable, right? Yeah, would you, would you, would you agree that out of any backup goal in the NHL, if they start 10 games, you'd like six wins? Yeah, I think I think sixty yeah, percent is, is is a good number. Hundred um, percent. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I've loved what I've seen on Anderson so far. You know, a guy that went into Washington last year in more of a mentorship role—that's not easy. He and he he came out and he said it. He he wants to he wants to prove not only to himself but to everybody. Um, but you always, as a goal, you guys know, you want to prove it to yourself that you can still be the guy. And I think that, you know, he had that opportunity here. Um, and, and, you know, we saw that in a couple games early on. Um, you, you got to make this, here's the way I put it. Um, and this is why I haven't been on the show. I've been doing, you know, 
running my own goalie business. You got to make the saves you, you're, you're expected to make. You got to make one or two that, that maybe you weren't, right? Fail your team out. I hate to use cliches, but you just got to give your team a chance to win. Yesterday, you know, going down early, we, we didn't see that. And I, I don't think this is a team, Dwayne, like you referred to, and Steve, you as well, that with that lack of elite-level talent, we don't have a David Pasternak, right? I don't think nope. we have a Jack Hughes right now in our lineup. Not at the moment. I think we have some budding players like Dylan Cousins. But going back to the 750 thing, Dwayne, the one thing I like about what Kevin Adams did, and I haven't had a chance to speak with you guys about this, is our team speed has went from mediocre to, I'd like to say, top top third of the league. And you can see that in the New Zone play. Dwayne, you talked about that early uh, is is that a coaching thing in your mind with Granado, or is that just a uh, you know a, a roster um, that just everybody can move? I think. Uh, no, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, you know the moves were made specifically in mind that they want to compete with some of the. They know that they may not be able to out talent some of these teams, so as long as they can keep up with the pace of these elite talent team play games, you know they're still. They're still physically in it, and then they can also, on the scoreboard as well, be in it. But also it does seem to be a Don Granado thing because one of the most notable, noticeable things that we've all kind of collectively in Sabres Twitter land noticed is that Kyle Ocposo is, you know, no longer two to three strides behind every single play in the game. He is in it. He is right there where he needs to be. He looks like he's slimmed down. He looks like a healthy Kyle Ocposo, which we haven't seen since we picked him up. So I really do think that some, something Donnie's doing in that locker room is you know being communicated to the boys that it's like this is a fast game and everybody's got to be ready to get in it and if you're not there are plenty of people over in rochester that'd be willing to take your spot well said steve and me and Dwayne went at it about this um about who had the keys of of the locker room per se last year early in the year and with eichel being gone and, and sam being gone which breaks my heart because i love sam but I really think I really think Donnie has, has handed this group over to say, hey, um, to to a guy like Kyle Ocposo. Who? Let me just say this: We go back three weeks ago. Who thinks that Gergensen's Ocposo and Bjork is going to be our most consistent line? Right? We get laughed at, but they have done that with like consistent team speed, being heavy on the forecheck, and, and like you alluded to off air, Dwayne, just just more. F- free-flowing play through the neutral zone? I don't know. Is that how you would put it? I would say, like, it, it, we, we talked about this before we went on air, is that it's in the neutral zone, and to me is one of the biggest differences outside of, you know, being prepared and effort, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, before Last year, we were getting beat a lot, like, really cleanly in, in, in the neutral zone on, on, their, on their zone entries. Um, we weren't putting up much of a fight. We were on our heels a lot. This year, it's a completely night and day difference. Buffalo is really clogging up that neutral zone, not allowing clean zone entries. And then another thing, too, with our zone entries, you know, it, it, it's night and day. Again, you know, you, you're, you're out into the zone. You're, you're, getting, you're getting that first pass into the neutral zone. It's kind of it's, – it's more often than not dis, undisrupted. And you, you, you're able to set play, whether you're dumping it in or you're stopping at the blue line and setting things up and setting the – you know, setting the tone for, for that, that particular uh, puck possession. And it, it's just, it, that's one thing that stood out to me the most is just like, this team is just like, you know, we get punched in the mouth and we're, we're not, we're not turtling. We're getting back up. And we're punching back. Go back to last night. You, after we give up that goal, one of our best, I think sequences was those next two shifts. Right, going back to Dwayne, what you said, you get punched Correct. in the mouth, you punch right back. I think the game would have been tied up right there. Um, I think Hinnis throws a guy a little too cute on one of those plays. Skinner mm-hmm. missing it on another. Uh, you guys remember what I'm talking about? I think right around the 14 minute mark of last night. Um, but Dwayne, I think that goes back to to Donnie and what and what he what culture he's trying to create with Kevin Adams. Um, that hey, listen, we we know who we are. We're not we're not the Boston Bruins, we're not the Colorado Avalanche, we're not the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning in the Central League, right? And right. if we're gonna win, it's gonna be because we have you know a consistent, heavy four-check game with team speed, with limited turnovers and dumb plays on our own end. And and I hate to go back to 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 Ralph, but it, 
listen, there's going to be structure in every game of hockey. I, I've had the fortune of being in, in pro locker rooms and at that level, and there's structure at every level of hockey. But you saw and, and you heard us talk about a ton last year that it almost felt like the players looked handcuffed at points last year, right? And, right. and I, I think those shackles have been released. And I think Don Granado deserves a lot of the credit. Now, um, you know, it's funny to see Mark Pissick back in back in the blue and gold. He was uh, my stallmate at, at rookie camp the year I went. Really great guy. Awesome to see him back. Um, tough injury, though, to um, – who, who am I – come on here, boys. Yoki, how are you? I think that stings. And for a reason, because what we saw in those first couple of games, or that first game uh, with him and Middlestat, um, I would love to see them back in this lineup immediately, right? Because I loved what I saw from them. <laughs> Steve, any thoughts on that, losing those two, and, and the effect that might have on what we're, what we're, what we're going to see here coming up tonight? I mean, it's definitely hard to lose some of the – for a team that is a little bit uh, stretched thin, it is hard to lose some of those more top-end guys in this roster. You know, Yoki Haru being the uh, the good cop to Darlene's bad cop. You know, uh, Darlene's gonna go do something silky and dangly in the uh, <laughs> in the offensive play, and Yoki Haru, you know, Yoki's got the line held down. But uh, you know, without that partner, he's playing on the uh, you know he's playing on his opposite side, and he's still doing pretty damn good. I mean, he's Darlene. But uh, that said, you know, I mean, obviously the finishing power of this team has always been coming into question. And we've been seeing Casey Middlestat since Don Granato took over, just ripping them home. And yeah. not having that around is – It's it's disappointing. It's, it's, def it's definitely – yeah, yeah, it's definitely hurting, hurting the top end of the team for sure. But well, thankfully when they went out, they said it was going to be a couple, at least a couple weeks. I would imagine at some point, like maybe after that Tampa game next week or later on – we're, we're hopefully going to get a nice update, you know, to let us know. Yeah, they'll be back at practice soon. They'll hopefully be playing by the weekend. Or this is actually kind of bad. Maybe we should be worried. Yeah, so I'm 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 going to wait until I hear some sort of official update on the situation before I get too panicked. But thankfully, we got a roster full of really hungry kids who really want to like prove that they have a they have a purpose to a purpose on this front on this team and like a place at the table. So, you know, when, when one goes down, another can fill in. We're seeing that effort. How many times last year, Dwayne, did we come on and it just was fucking frustrating, pardon my French, that, that the effort wasn't there and it looked like we, we, we didn't have that 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 give it that give a fuck, you know? And, and, yeah. and I don't know if that was, that was a factor of Ralph being, you know, players being fed up with that. But look at a guy like Akakposo. Him having some success here, right? Early on. Look at a guy like Gergen since I know he was injured all last year. You know, I, I, I think that we're seeing players play hungry more. And when you have a coach that you believe in, and, and I've 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 been through it, you know, as a goalie, you can see it throughout the roster where guys are going down and blocking shots. And and you see that with guys like Kajula and Hinestroza. I think they've done a ter terrific job. Love, love, love the Asplund uh, Olafson connection. Want to see what your thoughts were there on, on that, Dwayne? Um, I was always, I mean, big. I was big on Asplund coming into camp because I felt he was one of those glue guys. You know what I mean? A guy that you could really throw out there in any situation. He's not going to hurt you. Uh, a player that you know we we kind of sat there and put uh, players like. Um, uh, Larry on, on, a, on a pedestal. Um, you know, he's over, in, I think he's in Arizona now. Put him on a pedestal for the things that he did. Um, I believe, is he is he in Arizona now, Steve? Yes. Yep. Uh, and, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Larson. Larson, yeah. And, yeah. you know, but the thing is, you had you had so many guys like that that could, you know, do what he did to maybe not the exact same extent, but – to, to, to the same degree, uh, already in your system, and what guys are making, you know, like we said, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and might have a bit better scoring ability. Your Rooster line and your your your, uh, your your Asplins, guys like that, and I've really loved what I've seen out of that seventies line. You know, they're, they they create a lot of jam. They and you know, I've seen a lot more from Tage Thompson too. Um, Tage Thompson. One of the things that stuck out to me most is. 
you know, he's not overhandling the puck much anymore. You know, that was a thing that made me tear my want to tear my hair out of my head last <laughs> season. Uh, just overhandling the puck in small spaces. Um, he's using his size to his advantage. His boots um, are getting going a little bit more too. Yep, yep. And one thing last night too is he had a goal, a couple golden opportunities. One of which he was sitting right on the doorstep. The puck comes, literally comes right to him, and just bounces right over his stick. It was just like you took a swing at it. But you can't control sometimes a bouncing yeah. puck. It's unpredictable, especially that close in uh, into the paint. And, you know, that right there could have been the difference last night. You know, but that that's kind of how the story was written last night is the Sabres analytically, and I know we're not all big analytic gurus, but your expected goals forward, the Buffalo just dominated it. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I remember looking at it this morning. It's like, man, like yeah. they really took it to the Bruins. They outshot them. The, 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 like everything athletic, your Corsi and your expected goals for. You were you were leading those categories last yeah. night, but sometimes and that's where and again that's where you know sometimes analytics can't really give you. I mean, it, it gives you kind of like a guideline for how this player is in these situations, but but it, it, puck luck is a real thing. It really is. Luck you is a real thing. You live and die by the controlled chaos that hockey is, Dwayne. Couldn't said it better myself. You live and die by that, right? A puck bounces right. when it shouldn't. And, and, and that's the one thing that analytics can't, can't um, account for. Is there a place for analytics in hockey? Absolutely. Is it uh, an end-all, be-all? No way. No chance. Um, but going back to one thing I wanted to mention, okay? Um, liked, I don't want to say liked. I've seen more out of Skinner than I did last year, and I can understand why, you know, you know having that fresh start with Donnie. Loved Cousins' play. This yeah, guy's cousins. been driving the puck. He's been driving the play. He's got elite level talent, and I think that you know. With I, listen, I don't want to delve too deep into the Eichel situation right now. I'm sure you guys have in past episodes, but in that locker room right now, you got to think that. Uh, and again, to use the cliche, me and Steve were talking about it beforehand. You got to think a guy like that is stepping into a situation where, hey, you know, I got my feet wet last year. It's a tough it's spot too. Yeah, this is a league I belong in, and now I'm 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 you know the first line center. Now going back to, you know, Tage in the middle. Not sure that's where he's going to end up long term. And, no. and going back to when middle stack comes back, that's when I'll truly be able to give an evaluation on on where I see this forward group moving forward. Um, but let's hey, let's face it, you got guys that are, a lot of guys that are on um, league minimum contracts that are hungry and prove it deals, which I love because it creates that, that accountability that Don Granato talks about all the time. And, and we're seeing that now on the back end, I wanted to get your guys thoughts. I know Miller jumped into play and contributed on the, on the one goal last night. Um, personally, I don't think Allmark played that well at all. The one knee, I don't think Olaf even meant to Olaf's and meant to shoot there. Maybe he whiffed on it. Maybe he didn't. You made it easy um, I for him. That terrible, but um, and and was it was it Cousins that had the the wraparound attempt that went, went off the back of his foot? Hit. Yeah, it was yeah. back of his foot. Yeah, that was Cousins. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, Cousins Cousins had a great game last night. You know, he played with a lot of energy, a ton of jam. He was shot out of a cannon. That was yeah. by far the best we've seen him play uh, going back even to last season. Um, because let's be real, his rookie year as some of the things that he did that was impressive on the score sheet. He wasn't showing up a lot, and I expect him to be one of those guys that shows up a lot on, on the team that we do have this season. And last night, if you keep getting efforts like that, the, the goals are come, the assists are good, the points are going to come. Uh, said, and, and going back to your point on Skinner, uh, that goalie score was beautiful. You love to see the smile back again on Jeff Skinner's face. It's just it's so. It, whenever Jeff Skinner's having fun, probably means your hockey team is playing well. Um, but I think one thing too, uh, again we. You mentioned before we got we got Tage Thompson playing at center. Probably not the spot he's going to be in all season. Even though that's the kind of size you want in your center. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it it, it kind of shows you do need though, that number one. You do need that number one playmaking center for a guy like Jeff Skidder to be consistently showing up on the score sheet. Right now, we just don't have that. Well, let's go back to to what the de the Devils were playing tonight. Without Jack Hughes, we're looking at. Uh, Azaka, he shared brat line, right? Like Correct. a similar situation to what we're dealing with. And, and, and I think that 
you know, I don't want to compare us to the Devils, but we're in the same kind of perpetual bottom of the league lottery pick situation, missing the playoffs. Um, you know, they're missing their their guy in, in, in Jack Hughes. We're missing our guy in Jack Eichel, two completely unrelated situations. Um, so I think this is going to be a very competitive game tonight, and it's going to be a fun one with, with Lindy on the other side, right? Like, yeah, always fun. Yeah, remember, too, Lindy drafted uh, – Lindy and um, – um, what's his what's – his, uh, Darcy. Lindy and Darcy draft Mark Pissick. So there's some history there too, right? Like, was that was that was that hundred percent, dude? Because that's when the camp I went to, Pissick Pissick was there. That was his draft year. He was our first rounder that year, and Lindy and Darcy were still there. That was their last year. That's wild. They, they did draft him. Isn't that wild? That's wild. So I mean, listen, the the, the New Jersey Devils are going through this something similar that that we're going through. Albeit two completely different situations, and and I don't I don't mean to get into the Eichel stuff right now, uh, unless you guys do. But looking into the game tonight, I think the keys for me are anytime you have a guy making his first NHL start, you you Donnie draws up his game plan with with three key points. A, you win the first five and last five of, of minutes of every period. Right, you make life extremely tough on this guy by getting traffic and by throwing pucks on net early and often from all places, and and making him make the saves rather than looking for that pretty goal, which I think hurt us early last night. Thoughts yeah, on that, that, yeah, that was always a symptom of last season. You know, the Sabers trying to make that perfect play rather than just making the play that they had the capacity to make. And there were so many opportunities that were missed because somebody just wanted to make that extra pass or wanted to hang on to it for a second too long to see if anything opened up. And then all it of a sudden that opening that they had that would close. Right but, away, Steve, it's that Innistro's a three-on-two right after the goal. I know. Yeah. Like, and you yeah, go back hung on to it right. a little long. Do, do we score on that? I mean, who knows? But if you get that puck to the net tonight and a guy in his first NHL start on, on a struggling Devils team without their best player and their captain – I mean, cause you, know, a lot of, point. you gotta cause a lot of havoc in front of the net in front of this kid, man. Like you said, he his Layers his nerves are all over the place right now. You know what I mean? Like I mean like like I don't know what it's like to play in the NHL or any high level hockey, but like I could only imagine, dude, he's probably shit about six times today. Like he's got the he's got the nervous shits. Hundred percent. Wayne, did you did you slip X lax in his pregame Dude, meal? Like, honest to God, Wayne just seen? got back from Newark on. Uh, Nico on Dawes is shredding the Reddies, yeah. boys. Have we have we seen have have we all seen the movie Creed with uh you know Apollo Creed's son with Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you remember yeah, yeah. the scene? Remember the scene of that first fight? He's getting all taped up and stuff like that, and then like the the guy comes like, oh, it's time, and he's like, yo, yeah, take my gloves off. And everyone's like, well, dude, you're going to be fighting. Like, no, dude, I got a shit. I got a shit right now. I got a shit. I got a poop. That guy's probably pooped at least six times today. I mean, I know it's his first NHL start, but I, I do watch a lot of AHL games because I really like following those Amerks. And they did play Nico Dawes when he had a start for the Utica Comets last weekend. And that kid looked sharp. I don't know if that was his first AHL start, and I know the AHL and the NHL are two completely different beasts. But this kid, he was making big, he was making bailout saves when he needed to make them, and he was where he needed to be when he needed to be there. So I, 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 I can. That Steve, he's a big guy that moves well. He's had success at every level he's been at, um, and with those big guys that tend to play deep in 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 their net, you have to create layers of traffic. And and you're right. Listen. They wouldn't be giving him a call-up start earlier in the season if he hadn't deserved it. And that Utica game you go back to, I'm sure that that's a part of it. Looking at looking at his numbers for right now, um, he had one game, uh, won the game, uh, two goals allowed, and a 9-2-6 save percentage. That that's 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 earned him. That's his the only that's game a good he played start. this year. The game that you saw. So listen, that's enough to earn yourself, especially with what Blackwood's going with, um, and Wedgwood as 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 the other guy. 
That's enough. Black wood and white wood. A lot of wood. A lot of wood. Oh, yeah. A lot of wood. wood. You know, I love love to get some good wood on it, boys. Good wood. Uh, Get the good wood on it. Piece of wood. No, my my thoughts on this. Listen, never got to play at that level. The only thing I could compare it to was my first game with Team USA in, in Prague with the drums. And I I may or may not have had diarrhea, Dwayne, but I do remember <laughs> just wanting to get settled in and get that yeah. first game, right? And, and, and I don't know if I speak for all goalies, but you know what I'm talking about in that, you know, it, 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 it's like any other 60-minute game that you've ever played, but you just want to get comfortable in tracking that puck whether it's 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 a, it's a shot off the rush, whether it's a low to high play, you just want to be seeing the puck. But it goes back to my game plan. Of, I hope that Donnie's instilling in these guys that hey, let's let's get to the net, create layers of traffic, and let's not pass up shots because we've seen for three years or, or seven years or nine years, whatever it's been, teams. This team is not going to win with with you know tic-tac-toe beautiful plays all the time this team's gonna win with with some ugly goals and in order to do that mm-hmm. you, you need to get the puck um off the forecheck which we've done well i think we have and go low to high and get pucks in the net. and it's not it's listen there's a reason why the far pad net drive drill it works at every level is because there's no way to defend it as a goalie, right? Dwayne? I think I think it's something that's undervalued too. You don't see it enough in hockey at all levels. I think I, I used to pound that in these in, into my kids' heads from the bench but all the time. I, I'm every like, time, if, every time I run a team practice, Dwayne, I still do the far pad net drive drill. You every, should every it, 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 at all levels, man. It, it used to drive me nuts. It's like you have guys on terrible angles trying to go top corner, and it's just like. Buddy, you like that's you're, a break no pass going the other way. That's such a low percentage chance, and your chances of even hitting the net from that angle are very low. Just so, 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 uh, honestly, soft shot to that far pad, and like honestly, just yell net, 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 and have your guys drive, and the rebounds there nine times out of ten. It really is. So one early one, one thing I wanted to bring up is. And, and Lindy's uh, media scrum after the last game, he was quoted as saying his best players need to be his best players. It's something that I've said all the time as a head coach, when I was a head coach. And uh, he's not wrong. Um, but, you know, it's it's easy to say that when your top line is missing its best players. Listen, you're not going to replace Jack Hughes and what he brings to their lineup, okay? There, there's no way that happens. In the same way that we look at, you're not going to replace – um, what Jack Eichel brought to this lineup, right? You have no, to find not. ways to adapt, and 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 that's where I love Donnie's approach as a coach. The best coaches I ever played for were the ones that were able to adapt, and I was lucky to play for two guys that are now NHL head coaches, and DJ Smith, who coaches the Ottawa Senators, and Bobby Boudner, the boogeyman. Dwayne, the that's going to be on our bucket list of interviews. We got to get him on. Um, but they always preached those, those 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 simple concepts. And you know what drill we did every Thursday, Dwayne, before we started it? our weekend? Tell me. I want to hear it. Far that drive, baby. And it's amazing because those guys are now head coaches in the show. You see a young Ottawa Senators team that's trending in the right direction. God damn it, I love Brady Kachuk. He gets me six to midnight in a hurry. Did you guys <laughs> see that clip from earlier at the end of the game? Spin Chicklets put it out. Where there was I a dirty hit. No. Oh, it it's great. I recommend every listener to go on Spin Chicklets Twitter account. Somebody took a run. Uh, the Rangers were beating that Senators three too late. Brady went right after the guy. Fucking loved that. Got right in his face. Face washed him. That's not going to be allowed. And and I see a little bit of that in our lineup. Listen, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up: John Hayden. Not a John. huge fan of his foot speed. Not a huge fan of anything he brings to the table. What's your guys' take, Steve? I'll throw it to you. Um, you know, who's who's the healthy scratch tonight? Um, I believe it's Cody Eakin who is uh, out of the lineup, and that's why Murray got the call up. But I thought Murray would be the one getting subbed in place, but it is John Hayden instead. But uh, the one stat when John Hayden was first signed that I saw that stood out beyond anything on his sheet were the penalty minutes, which leads me to believe that sometimes he's he can be a little bit. 
a little bit combative. You know, yeah, he's heavy in this league for sure. And I I think it's something that we've lacked for a long time. And and listen, I get that the game's changing. We've all talked about that. Um, But listen, we go back to remember the the whole thing with the Rangers and um, them that that game against I forget who it was against Washington, and when Wilson did whatever he did to um, yeah Breadman Pasta, they picked up Rivo for a reason, right? Like there is room for fighting in this game. Now, with that being said, it's not like it was ten years ago when there was roster spots for guys that could fight and not play the game. You got to be able to play the game. And a guy like John Hayden, I just would like to see him get in. If you're not going to fight, which you don't need to, like you're there in case it happens, but get in and and and, and create some havoc, right? And and get in and finish your hit on that defenseman on the forecheck because you're not going to play a ton. Dwayne, what what can you see out of out of that fourth line? Um, I have the lineup right here. We have Kajula, uh, Rustalainen, and John Hayden. What do you want to see out of them tonight? Um, I guess I guess again against the struggling Devils team, you want to see them, you know, really match up. And honestly, I, I feel like this is our bottom six is where you can definitely take advantage of a team like the Devils because I mean, let's be real, all four of our lines, there isn't a ton of talent separation in between each line. So I see a guy like Rooster Lion on our fourth line, a guy who plays a lot of speed, has a great shot, a lot of skill there, um, ton of speed. I want to see them really take it to the Devils, no matter who they match up against. I think that's a line for me tonight that could be a team, could be a, a very a team that could possess the puck a lot, could draw a lot of penalties, and you know what, create a lot of havoc for this new rookie goaltender. Look, if it, it honestly, if it's me, I kind of want to see one of the two people on our two's wing be replaced by Murray at like last minute scratch, because one. Brett Murray and R2 Roots line and have chemistry from playing together in Rochester all last year. But you want to know where Brett Murray makes his money on the ice? Right Right in front of the the goalie. That dude is huge. And if you want to cause havoc, there is no bigger havoc you could put on the ice than big Brett Murray. That dude knows exactly how to plant. He knows how to tip it in. And there is nobody getting him out of that crease. Not without drawing a penalty. And then you got a power play. Who doesn't love that? That's a way to finish. Just ask Olsen. <laughs> well, you know what? Going back to that, guys, we, we you know, we, it's we can't not talk about Will Butcher's return to New Jersey. Um, True. Right after the Devils signed Dougie Hamilton on day one of it's usually what is it? July one. I know it's been messed up. Yeah, it was the twenty eighth this they year. Signed him. We they they traded Will Butcher and a fifth-round pick to the Sabres for future considerations. I think it's funny because you, you don't see that anymore, right? I was traded for future considerations once, and it made me feel like the biggest piece of shit in the world, right? Hey, what I get traded for? A fifth, a uh, sixth, you know? Nah, future considerations. It's like, oh, my God, I suck. Hey, can't even, up, can't oh. even get a coach even is get gonna, ask that back. Coach no, of that I'm team's going to take the other guy out for a steak dinner. <laughs> Is that a future consideration? Draft pick. Um, no, but um, I don't know. It, Will Butcher getting back um, to Newark. Um, you know, hey, they basically said, listen, we don't want you. Fuck you. We picked out Dougie Hamilton. They're not comparables, but you're the odd man out. Smell you later. We'll trade a bag of pucks for you. Um, I, I, You know what? I, I'm not all tummy sticks about these, you know, um, reunions and like and i i don't know i wasn't at the game were either, were either of you at the game when uh against arizona when um uh what's his name uh larson larson and carter hunt came back yeah i was there but uh, um, i yeah, didn't get the start that night it was some like no name guy it's tough right like what are you going to show him giving up seven seven goals on eight shots i mean i don't oh, know yeah, that was that was i'm sorry but was there any recognition of them at all? Um, I think there was a little bit more booing when Arizona got their lone goal because I believe Larson had the assist on it. So that might have been a little bit of an extra. Uh, damn, that sucks. But Sorry. other than that, but other well, than that, Carter Hutton didn't touch the ice, so he didn't get a standing boovation. Why <laughs> want to talk to you? Guys I don't think about- people would have booed him though. I don't think people boo Carter Hutton. Why? Well, 
I mean, don't kick a guy when he's down. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where you hope that people have some respect. Uh, question about the goaltending uh, on back-to-back nights with a forty-year-old goalie. It's going to be tough for for Craig to play, and 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 I could be wrong there. Craig could say, "Hey, fuck you, call. I'm I'm ready to go." Um, but we are. It looks like we're going with Tukarski. Um, yep, we got Tukarski in that. And and going back to your sixty percent comment, Dwayne. Uh, I would love to see that, right? Um, this is a game you definitely want to see him win. Listen, but listen. Remember, we talked about last year Montreal. I said this early on in the season when we we had the interview with um, the Montreal um, sportsnet guy. Remember, who I'm talking about. I'm terrible. Um, with Eric Engels. Yes, and and he did spin chicklets right after he did us. And I said one of the things that I thought made Montreal a better club, especially in that condensed season, was the pickup of Jake Allen. Jake Allen's been a stunt ever since mm-hmm. he got to Montreal, right? Well, they're 0-5 right now. Well, listen, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, they, they didn't have a – hey, how's Tampa Bay doing, Dwayne? That's true, yep. Yeah. Like, we're in that weird they're, – they're finally back to a regular start schedule, but the teams that played in the finals had – even less time than any team ever before, right? Correct. Now, my point being is, uh, I don't even know a fucking Jake. How many games Jake Allen's even played? They, they, the, the game that they, who, who even played against us in that starting game? Never even heard of that guy. Might as well have been <laughs> near you, buddy. Might like, as well have been, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, Tukarski's got to find a way to, you know, hold UPL at bay if he wants to stay in this league. You know, uh, I, I personally. I, I want UPL to develop at this point, unsure of what's best for him. Um, I'm sure in his mind, he wish he would have done a little bit better in his preseason affairs so that he would have gotten that knot. Because in, in a year where you're going to have keep some hunger, though, keep some hungry. Yeah, but that, but, but that's my point, right? Like if it goes the other ways and he steps in, fuck on a day that, or on a week that Craig has a tough stretch, Fuck, there you are. You're in the league and you have your chance. Now you're going to need an injury or, you know, a couple months of outstanding play on your end. You know what I mean? So tough to see mm-hmm. that. Would have loved to have seen him earn that job out of camp. Um, instead, we don't. Um, we have Nico Dawes versus Dustin Tukarski. Uh, Never been a huge fan of Tukarski, but being a little guy, he, he does do a good job of getting outside the crease, have active hands. Dwayne, yep. what are your thoughts on him? And then I'll throw it to you, Steve, for your saying. Uh, just, yeah, like I said, just, you know, keep the play in front of you. Uh, keep your hands out in front of you. Don't give up those 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 goals that slip through your body tonight. Especially, again, you're, you're missing a guy like Jack Hughes. That's such a huge advantage for Buffalo. Um, and not to mention, you know, dealing with uh, Nico Dawes down at the other end. Just, uh, you know, make it his NHL debut. Just, you know, keep, keep things simple, you know, when it comes to your puck tracking, um, you know, be constant in communication with your defenseman in front. Try and make things as easy as you can possible. And like I said, just, you know, keep it simple. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't, you know, against a team like this, especially with how well he played, I believe it was against Arizona. Arizona was his win, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was his win. You know, win. he played very well. He played very well. So you only let him win. Yeah, if you play that same simplified game. Uh, in give that, your team you know, a chance, baby. Yep, give your team a chance. Keep out, keep yourself outside your paint, like you'd like to say, Kelly. Only white, and uh, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll be okay tonight. I, I, I could, I could see us winning this game like four two. Two, two things I wanted to throw at you guys. Okay, Rasmus Asplund, um, he's earned the trust of Donnie because he's led the the Sabres forwards in ice time. Um, he had close to four seconds away from nineteen minutes last night. Um, the goals haven't come yet outside of an empty netter, um, but. Going back to the Devils, Ty Smith, um, a young guy, had a phenomenal rookie season last year with uh, two goals and 24 assists. Uh, he draws back in. Now, granted, he draws back in on the last pair. I think Lindy's Lindy's always been, his approach has been to, to ease guys back in the lineup, right? But uh, hopefully he doesn't, you know, shove it up our hoop. Um, but he, he's a talented player. Um, 
want to want to read one quote, okay? The Sabres have allowed uh, goals, the first goal in three consecutive games, um, something that Granado obviously preaches against. And when asked about it, um, Dylan Cousins uh, had this to say. It's a lot in the way Donnie coaches. We know mistakes are going to happen. We know it's not always going to go our way. We just try as hard as we can to put that stuff behind us. A bad shift, a bad turnover, put it behind you and move on. Learn from it and keep the positive things going. And and I and I that sticks out to me for one reason. Listen, you you cannot control the past. You can no. only control the future. I tell my goalies just like I told myself, it's all about the next save. Doesn't matter if I just let him go from center ice. Or if I just made the best save of my career, it's about the next save. For them, Donnie preaching that next shift mentality. Love to hear that. But I do think that this is a team that needs to come out and, and get in front of teams. Dwayne, um, what do you have on that? Like, like how big of a role does that play for them? I, I think it, it, it's going to be huge for us to jump out and get that first goal. I mean, you always want to set the tone early on. And again, this is a team I think you can, like I said, don't, I mean, don't, you don't have to be pretty uh, to start this game. Get pucks on net, you know what I mean? And get bodies to the net. And again, make him feel uncomfortable and get that first goal. And uh, I personally, like I said, I just, I, I, I love, I love it when teams play aggressively against young goaltenders, especially ones that are making their debut. If you do, if you got to take a penalty, take a penalty. You know, really make them feel uncomfortable, whatever. Like, make, make some good. contact, right? Baby, make some contact. Don't hurt Tom him. Don't Wilson, knock him over. Make Tom Wilson fucking, I could smell his fucking, his, his deodorant because he lived on top of me, man. Yeah, and exactly. No wonder they fucking scored 20 goals on me. Um, I love that. I love that from you, Dwayne. Um, wanted to ask you quickly, Dwayne, about Evander Kane and what's going on with him in the Leafs. Give us I what mean, this guy, this guy, and I was listening to, uh, you know, the new Andrew Peters, Craig Gravey podcast earlier after the whistle, and um, this guy really, honest to God, and I hate saying this, man, because I love the way he plays the game. You know what I mean? Who doesn't like watching Evander Kane, the hockey player? The human, the human being sucks. Evander Kane, the human being sucks. All these allegations from his ex-wife, you know, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. It's like, while you always want to believe the victim, you always take things with a grain of salt. With that being said. What is Evander Kane's track record when it comes to making decisions off the ice? It's pretty terrible. One time, again, this guy flew in. It's his been land. put put a hundred grand on red. Yeah, you know, he was one guy. This guy one time spent thousands of dollars to have his Lamborghini flown into L.A. or help, you know, whatever, just so he could drive it around for two days. He missed practice once with Buffalo because he went to a Raptors game the night before and couldn't get back in time. He helicoptered his way back. <laughs> the the stuff off. with the Jets. The stuff with the Jets not uh, refusing to obey the, the dress code with the Jets, uh, you know, that the issues he had with Dustin Bufflin there. And then, obviously, the allegations of sexual assault here in Buffalo and now all these new I – mean, the guy, I mean, he is the common denominator in a really long list of allegations and bad decision-making. And at some point, you have to be held accountable for the things that you do. And now this stuff with the with the COVID vaccine card and that, that – dude, that – that's wrong. That's, that's you know, twenty-one game suspension, so and now yeah, that's how do just, you fucking how do you come up in your brain? Just come out and say you don't want the vaccine, and no, get, yeah, get the fake vaccine card. You know that? What's that movie where it says like it's got the big guy and it's like I am, I am, I am Steve, five years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, all like, the bench warmers. Bench yeah, warmers. that's what I great think, movie. Bro. I honestly think I that, look, oh, I think it's here. just because of all the, uh, all of these other looming issues and allegations looming around Evander Kane that when he tried to throw this clearly fake vaccine card into the mix, it's like, okay, now we have something that we can tangibly prove you fucked up and we're going to throw the book at you, bud. We can't get you definitively on any of this other sketchy stuff that's circling around you, but you definitely did this, and we're going to let you feel it for the full extent that we can. Not defending Vander Kane. I'm with you guys on all of that, because um, how how do you think that is a good idea to f- try to fake a vaccination card in one of the most liberal states in the country? In the NHL, which is a fucking National Hockey League, is beyond me, but I will say in the lawsuits with his ex-wife, 
A lot of that stuff's been disproven. Doesn't make him not a shitty person. He might as well be a shitty person. I don't know him personally outside of one or two run-ins with him um, where he was clearly under the influence of maybe multiple substances. Not going to get into that. But, um, Dwayne, wanted to tee you up on the Leafs here. I know we're coming up close to start time. Um, love to see the, the jersey throw early. Love to see it. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring the picture up from the tweet I sent earlier. It says, you know, things are not agreeing with me today, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, I, I can't believe you had a jersey on the ice this early into the season in Toronto. That's just, like, to me, it's like, why? Like, why? For what reason? Like, like you guys still have a stacked team. That team is too good to not eventually figure it out. You know what I mean? Tavares, I Matthews, I Marner. I disagree. It's just, so, it's just that team is too why? good. Can I tell you why I disagree? Why? I think they brought in Tavares for the wrong reasons. I think you gave out a lot of money to a lot of forwards, and they're good players. Do they deserve that money? Not doubting that. But is is the chemistry there? Now, uh, I might just disprove myself. I think the reason they lose that series against Montreal is because Tavares was injured, right? That, that, I think Carey Price played out of his mind. But Jack Campbell did too, bro. Jack Campbell had oh. better numbers over the series. Oh, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Hundred percent, he did. But so, I mean, like, but it, are they built the right way? Like, you're paying a lot of guys, maybe four guys. What is it, fifty percent of the the cap? I just think that they listen. Dubas is, is his job is on the line. I don't care what you say. If Toronto media. It's it's if things don't if they don't get out of the first round if they don't make at least a push this year Dubis is gone and and listen you got to remember has to be right Dubis was the GM in Sault Ste Marie for three years when I played in the Western Conference I played against Dubis he built a very good club he traded for Jack Campbell and well Windsor just I don't know if Windsor realized that they could get nothing for me uh, like future considerations and they got. The biggest haul in at the OHL at the time, they got 16 picks or players for Jack Campbell. But we got Dubis, it. This is I got, I got you. Got to think that the, the clock is ticking for his, for his job. No, yeah, you have to believe it, man. To have a team this stacked uh, for this long and to not get past the first round, eventually you have to you have to have to send shockwaves through the organization and have some type of culture change and show. Especially the players of a guy like who's built a team like that, like that Maple Leafs team has that much firepower. If his job isn't safe, man, nobody's job is safe, and that really will put people at attention in that organization. I, I it just blows my mind. I know they're cursed. I know that's I, I love, love, love like laughing at the expense of Toronto Maple Leafs. Anybody who knows me knows that. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. But it's just like really, like right here, a jersey is already on the ice, and we're really, we're really already there. Like I said, I guess I did the tweet. We've been the worst run. We, as in the Sabres, have been the worst run franchise, not just in hockey, but all pro sports for over a decade. But I can't remember the last time I saw a Sabres jersey thrown on the ice. So that's a positive, I think. Like, maybe, and it, but like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Like, go ahead. it's just like, it's just like, I've been this. I don't, dude. I can't count on all of my fingers and all of your fingers and toes how many Sabres games I've been doing the last ten, like five years. But I will say this: I've never, ever, ever seen a jersey thrown on the ice. And trust Maybe me, we could throw the Mogilny jersey that got fucked up with the colors. Oh, my God. That jersey, man. That jersey. I, I got to tweet a picture of that out later. Please uh, do. Please oh do. I intend to get it fixed. But, um, you know, looking looking at tonight's game, guys, you have Pavel Zaka, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt, Igor Shukanovich, uh, all these guys. Along with Thomas Tatar. Yeah. That they they are looking to make an impact and get back on the right side of the schneid, and I would love to see us shut them the fuck down. Now, do we have the lineup to do it? Damn straight, we do. But we have to stick to our game plan, which is keep it simple, play fast through the neutral zone, you know, pr- you know, protect from the net out, make the right decisions in the game, don't go out early, get pucks on net, especially when Nico does first start with traffic. Anything else you guys want to throw at that? <laughs> Um, like I said, just put, don't really change anything you've done in the last four games. 
even against the Bruins, man, the Bruins are just a more talented team. You know, they have so much more elite talent on that squad. And I think that's really what the difference was. Um, Let me ask I, you one if, what if, if we had Yoki Haru at Middlestat and Darlene makes a simple play up the wall there instead of trying to go back to his partner who was clearly fucking covered um, and beaten and knowing that we had uh, his winger up the boards on his strong side, all he had to do was throw it up his forehand. Go back and watch it, folks, if you don't believe me. Um, it, it's on the replay of the first goal. You'll see it. You'll see the fucking winger just above the half wall. All Darlene had to do instead of overhandling is just put it up the boards. If you let in a first goal against teams of that caliber, it's going to be hard for us to come back. Now, if we play the way that we played against Montreal, Arizona, and forget the other game. Vancouver. Vancouver. If we find a way to keep the game close, score the first goal, or not get behind that early, I think we're going to have success. I really do. More success. What does success mean? For me, it means not being a bottom tier team in the league, right? Because right now we're yep. second in the Atlantic, boys. Are we four games in? Sure. Okay. But we're only behind Florida. And Florida's no joke, man. Florida's the real deal. I really like them outside of their Balrossi contract. Um, Dwayne, that's a talk for next episode. I don't want to get you fired up on that. I'm, um, I'm picking them to win the whole thing. I love Florida The whole thing in the right East, now. honestly. I love Florida right now, man. And I'm happy for Sam because I – and I fucking love Sam. I'm so pissed we traded him. Fuck! But <laughs> it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to leave it with this. You know, you, you have – you have the NHL getting back to normal, right? Correct. I think this is the first year where we're seeing things really get back into normal. Um, I, I I didn't expect the, the stands to be full. I know with the vaccine mandate, maybe that uh, accounts for a thousand or two. But, like, I don't remember ever in my life that arena being half empty. With that being said, the fans that have been there, a couple clicks for you. Because you have shown That's me. What makes that was me. I'm in there. Me and Steve, it's home on. opener. Game one, baby. No, but I, a couple clicks for the fans that have shown up and, and fucking done their job and turned 7,000 into sounding like 17,000, okay? Hey, I, um, I was really – I was really I, – I tweeted out yesterday if the Buffalo could find a way to, to, to not just beat the Bruins but embarrass Olmark with four or more goals. I was on the hook. I was going to buy a Craig Anderson jersey. I'm, 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 I'm angry. I wasn't able to, but I, Thanks, what I really, but you, you know, what I really wanted out of that game last night. I wanted to hear the, oh Mark, Mark. oh Mark, Mark, oh Mark, you Mark. suck. You suck. Oh, it's all that. your fault. It's, it's all your fault. fault. Man, you did one, one too many. Oh Mark, sorry. I'm with you, Steve. You had it right. Oh, Fuck God. you, Dwayne. No, okay. <laughs> Let me throw it to you guys. Predictions for tonight. Um, I want to get who's our who's getting the first goal for the Sabers and your score prediction. Uh, personally, I kind of think that this matchup it's incredibly similar on both sides. Both teams are made up of a lot of young talent, really trying to prove their sauce. The Devils are also in a situation where a lot of those players haven't been able to play together the way that they have until this season began. My little brother's actually a huge Devil fan, so I hear a lot about like their development and their side of the situation. So I know a lot more about New Jersey than I ought to. <laughs> but that said, like the matchup is incredibly similar. But if I had to pick somebody just based on last night, it's Dylan Cousins all the way. He is too hungry and too hot right now to not finally bury his first of the year. So my money's on Dylan Cousins for the first goal for Buffalo. And score outlook. Score out! It's definitely going to be a one-goal game. Obviously, I hope it's going to be Buffalo. I would, I would say it's going to be a three-two, and I hope it's in Buffalo's favor. Dwayne, who do you got, babe? Uh, I'm going to go four-two Buffalo. Uh, you know, I think Tukarski's going to have a solid game. I think we're going to keep keep their chances at, at uh, very limited. Um, you know, I I hope, at least I hope. Uh, but I see Dylan Cousins having a multi-point night, two goal, maybe a goal and a couple couple of apples, and. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at another guy too. I think R2 Rustalainen against a team wow. like this, wow. a guy with he 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 has jets, you know, and um, his boots are phenomenal. I think that he's gonna beat 
you know, whoever they match that, that lineup against, I really think he's going to really drive puck possession and create a lot of havoc around this this rookie goaltender, Nico Dawes. And I think he's going to get on the score sheet, too. I'm looking at another multi-point night for R2 Rustalainen. All right. I got uh, the Sabres winning 4-1 to one with an empty netter. I got Will Butcher scoring in his return to New Jersey. Feel Ooh. it. And it's a risky pick. Um, the puck drop is down. 1937 in the first. Um, this has been episode 74. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick, before we, before we wrap, up, up, wrap up. up. Because you haven't been here since since we've seen hockey on both ESPN and TNT. Can we just talk about how much night and day difference the, the, the presentation has been since both these platforms have taken over yeah. hockey? Unbelievable. TNT. I've been a big fan of TNT. You know, I'm a Bizonette guy. Um, him and Gretz have been great. Um, with that being said, tonight, uh, we'd be remiss not to remind you that on ESPN Plus at 10 o'clock, the crack and make their home debut. I uh, watched a couple really yep. cool oh, videos. Oh, I can't wait. Um, that's just a really cool rink, man. Um, other scores from around the league. Right now, you got the Ducks leading the Wild in the second, 3-2. to two. Avalanche, Lightning starting right now. Panthers, Flyers starting right now. Hurricanes, Blue Jackets starting right now. Red Wings, Canadians starting right now. Maple Leafs, Penguins starting right now. Predators, Jets starting right now. Funny, funny, big Saturday night for hockey. And one thing I wanted to touch on too, because one thing we've talked about is when Ovechkin in that season opener, he had two goals that night, and they brought in Ovechkin. They had the great one in the bottom corner. Talking about the play and breaking it down, and there's Ovi just losing his fucking mind after he scores every single goal is like his first in the NHL. And if anyone is dis in disbelief that this guy isn't gonna break the great ones record, you are out of your mind. He is off to another hot start. Scored again last night. This guy is, I think it was was last night or did they have a day game today? I don't know. I saw it earlier today. But like they had three unanswered goals. No, it was a day game. They they definitely he scored too. He had an apple as well. Just the guy had they gave him so much space coming down the wing on an odd odd man rush. If you give Ovechkin that much space coming down the wing with speed, he's scoring nine times out of ten. And the one time he doesn't score, he's hitting the post. Like it's just like the guy's just so fucking good. So you got they lost in overtime against the Flames four to three, but you have Ovechkin with his fifth of the year, and um, he also had an assist on uh, Rivari. Um, let's take it to the game, guys. Been an unbelievable show, glad to be back. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for working around my schedule. Big game goaltending. Any young goalies, hit me up. Um, hey, and just remember, Cohen. just remember, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, I'll go there before every Sabres and uh, and Bills game. Whenever I go to my boy Greg Day's house, Dazer, uh, sit, sit in the man cave. We uh, have a couple, a couple of adult soda pops, but around right the corner uh, over there near Dick Road is uh outlet liquor make sure you get over there get all of your adult beverages what's uh, your outlet the place, the place to buy a case don't haste but episode this has been episode four you were it's been too long i don't know what we're yelling about what are we yelling about Let's go, neighbors episode 74 Holly. For Steve, for Dwayne, let's fucking go. Let's go, boys. Let's get it. I'm out. Love you. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube at Two Goalies, One Mike, hammer that subscribe button. Leave us some comments. Show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way, and we really appreciate your love and support. To those of you who have been with us since episode one, 
Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, this year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been. Just, you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode, and we will talk to you soon. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.